here we are once again. With <laughs> the Ragga Twins Confidential. Well, every month, but you've had two this month because we missed January. We're bringing an artist, a producer, or um, no a celebrity raver, no, no celebrity <laughs> raver, yeah, <laughs> no celebrity raver, <laughs> and we question them on their on their past mm -hmm. and somehow get to their future mm -hmm. if they've got a future, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> we should get some theme music, you know? Yeah, we could They got a future. <laughs> they got a future. They're not gonna be here. They're not gonna be here. Someone have passed, but not a future. You know? So why they're gonna be here? They have to talk about them past. <laughs> 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 we should have a theme music, though. We're gonna, we're oh, gonna get, we'll one. get one. We'll get one. We'll get one. We'll Don't get, get us on start. You know, it'd be a comedy <laughs> show in here, bro. For Today days. we have <laughs> the impressionable Griot. My brethren for years. Charismatic one. But, but. The one and only MC Navigator. How you doing, my brother? Boy, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's just, it's been hard. The last two years has been hard. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause enough things, but um, they are firm and solid, it. same way. Yes, man, firm and solid, same way. Yeah, man, you look well and thing, you know? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> one does <Yeah>. one's best. <laughs> yes. We're going to kick yes. off with um, a question, Laura. Yeah. Well, we're going to kick off just talking right. to you, really. Let, let us know. We're going to tell them what we're doing. What we're going to do, we're going to go straight from the beginning, from Navigator's career. From That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know how we sing, can it? <laughs> but yeah, we're going to start from the beginning right to the end so you know today we might not have no music because the talk could be long so <laughs> not, not, not that not that type of long where you say oh that's long no this is interesting long yeah so keep your ears peeled and listen out for the story them yeah compelling listening mm -hmm. trust me compelling mm -hmm. listening very mm -hmm. you started off Yes, but I, do you know what? I really don't know where you originate from. Well, I saw a picture on Instagram the other day <laughs> and he was sitting on top of some speaker box yeah. and yeah. he said that was the first sound he built. Yeah, I, I'm talking about where he come from, where, he, where, what, where is his um, original ends. Our original yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah. I know him as a Tottenham man, but I know him while time still in another mix too. So, where, 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 so, where was you born and brought up? So, yeah, um... Yeah, Waltham Storm, man. Okay. Original Waltham Storm. No, I I was born across the road from the college in a hospital called Thorpe Coombe in 1963. What, Waltham on Forest right Road? Across on Forest Road, yeah. That hospital right across the road. There's a hospital there on the corner of yeah. Sherman Street. You wouldn't know that because you're not a Waltham Storm man like me. Of course, man, you pass it all the while, brother. Yes, man, one place named Thorpe Coombe Hospital, okay. right? Um, I was born there and I grew up in what is now known to be Walthamstow Village. So it's very affluent up there and it's all very trendy. It's all like my corner shops now are all some top of top restaurants and See. you can't even drive down there no more. It's all pedestrianized. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was the little corners where we used to go buy my mother a cigarette and we go to a bakery and we go cut here and Laundry and all them thing there, you know what I mean? Um, but that's where I grew up as a young boy listening to my dad's music, which was Scar, Rocksteady, um, 
and Blue Beat. That kind of an era was like the hot music at that time. But my father used to listen to a lot of different other artists like Nat King Cole, Brooke Benton. Do you know what I'm saying? All that Fats Domino, yeah, yeah, that yeah, them yeah. type of people. So I was always listening to music, but I was growing up in this very almost like country because we're just outside of of the, uh, the like the ghetto areas like Stokey, Tottenham, <laughs> yeah, Hackney. Yeah, yeah. We're just outside of that. So growing up there with that type of upbringing with my father musically, um, and being of mixed race growing up with my mother who is who is english and my father jamaican um and at that time as you guys know and as you've experienced with me on many occasions a lot of racism towards mixed race people because there wasn't many of us at that time especially if you're light-skinned like me because there's many mixed race guys in their dark you would never know they're mixed race but I just happened to be light-skinned. So therefore, straight away, it was like this, that, the name calling, everything. Um, growing up there, the, the thing that really kept me focused was music. And I think when I got to, I was about maybe 10, 11, something like that. And then I, I found out that Bob Marley was mixed race. And he's like, then what he was saying is the king of reggae. Yeah. So then after that, nobody couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> because I'm Bob Marley, I'm mixed race. And you want the king of reggae? And so wait, you can't tell me nothing. I'm going to sing him song there. You haven't seen this song there, man. I love to know. I just like when we find out he used to support Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> you might have to bring football in here. This somehow yes, this is my name. The football team. All right, we won't say any more than that. But yeah, you know, um, that was a really big thing for me. Even though Dennis Brown is my favorite singer, because Dennis Brown is he's got a different voice, man. It's loving, but Bob, it's like Bob Marley to me is like my dad. That's like my musical father that gave me the utmost confidence to go out there and do what I was doing, looking how I look. Because I knew at that time how everybody looked at me and I wasn't accepted. But Bob Marley is the king of reggae, you understand me? So that just gave me a whole newfound confidence. And within that time period there, going up just before I turned teenager, I remember the, um, the ghetto blasters came out, remember? Mm, and I used to have one, I used to have the crown one. I used to have the crown one and with the cushion thing, when the, when the, when the cassette deck come out, it just come out. Yeah, come on, man. So the crown one with the, with the, the extra bass on it and a mic input and everything. So I used to be doing my little thing on that. Mm. I used to listen to bare yard tapes, as you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, so all these Jamaican sound system tapes, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm, I might be saying yard tapes and you're like, what does, what does yard tapes mean? You know, we're not talking about jungle now. We're talking about the origination of the music that brought us to jungle that, you know, we were involved in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're talking about me at 12, 13 years of age, you're talking about 1974, 1975. When I'm listening to these Jamaican sound systems on tape, I'm listening to people like Jack Tubbies, um, um, Shaka, um, Safana B, Fatman, Coxon. This is dub days, you know. Um, Black Star Liner. There was all these little local sounds as well in, in Dwarfenstow, 
Chingford, Leighton, Leightonstone area. That was kind of my little catchment yeah. area there. So all, there was little sounds there all the time playing music, but it wasn't reggae like that anymore because I watched the um, evolution of the music from ska, rocksteady, blue beat into Duke Reed Studio One era, mm. then going into reggae, then going into dubwise, like what Lee Scratch them lot made. Yeah, yeah, you understand? Yeah. Before we even got to dancehall. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. I seen all of that as a kid growing up. So during this dubwise, this dub phase, I was in them dances. I was a, I was a Jatubbies fan. I used to follow Jatubbies. Keith, the mm. white guy there yeah, from yeah. Home, Hack, uh, from Hack, 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 yeah. yeah, from where, where was it? Kingsmead. Kingsmead in here, minute. Used to live around there, innit? Kingsmead is there. The night but nice studio was opposite Bannister House. The, yeah. That's all right. When we are talking about the, back them yeah. days in the seventies, yeah. he used to live around over Kingsmead. Okay. That's how I know him because mm. I used to jump on the back of them time. We're talking about box boy. I wasn't even a box boy for the sound. I used to just go to his dance to live his boxes in, so I could stand up in there and listen to his sound. You know that is mad because. I used to follow Tubbies after that. So when you must have moved on. Yeah. I started, well, I joined I the sound, didn't I've left the area and yeah. gone to Tottenham and the dance all things started. Following Tubbies and Keen yeah. and, and, and Joe. Proper. And then they're all over the country. Back at Tubbies van all the way to country and all Come that. On. So, Come yeah, on. Come on. Box that's boy mad. in the back yeah. of the van. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking mm -hmm. history. But Box boy in the back of a van. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about back of a van and you're in the back of a van. I'm talking about the back of the van is full of boxes, yeah? And you've got about this much space, yeah? And you're lying down in there on top of the boxes with your care and breathe. And we are playing card. And I bought a cigarette and weed and a drink and, a, and we're going clear up to where? Manchester? Like that. <laughs> That's for real. You know, but um, coming back to what I was saying is like, them times there, I'm in the dance, skanking and listening to this music. And I remember this one guy on the mic named Horace, and that's my dad's name. Mm. And he was this single guy called Horace on, on Tubbies, man. I used to just stand up there just watching him, man, because I was just like, I was just amazed, you know what I mean? I was like gobsmacked, so overawed by everything and just watching him sing. And I was like, you know, like one day I want to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, I used to listen to the tapes and just copy people like Lone Ranger and Rankin mm. Joe. And I used to just copy everything they used to say, Jerry, this man, that man. Um, and then eventually I started going to youth centers because it was hard for me. Like my dad never used to let me out. <laughs> we know that. We, we know them scenarios. I had to sneak out. Yeah. I had to sneak out of the house. And I know when I get home, I'm getting licks. But I'm still sneaking. I get licks last week, I'm going out this week, I'm not going to get licks. I'm still going out there because what? The music's just calling you, innit? The licks was worth it. The licks was worth it. Yeah, the beat right. was worth it. We never kill it. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I was, you know, you know, at T4 at the night and gone, gone, I dance and, you know, and then eventually it got to the point where I knew I was going to get licks anyway. So I should just stay out all night and just go straight through the session and go to the blues dance and I'll come in hours a morning. You know what I'm saying? And the just, licks ain't going to get no more. No, less. Little, no, more just because you came home at 11 o'clock and slept in the garden. See him licks you No. See him. used to climb over the back because our, our house had, a, had an alleyway at the back of it. So I could climb over the back fence and get into the back of the house. And yeah, man, just to try to pull out the louvers at the top and try to sneak and get in the house. They know when I broke them because if you broke them, you know, it's a different type it's of licks I get there. <laughs> a different type of licks I get there, so brother. Do you understand me? Yeah, man. So all of that led to me um, going to these youth centers and eventually 
getting on the mic. I mean, like when I say getting on the mic, I would go there with my little ghetto blaster and plug in my microphone and just be making a racket and people. Ah, shut. Some people would be like, "Oh, that's dope," and I would be like, ah, "Shut up, like, I'm gonna mash you up and all of them type of things." Yeah, you know, this went on for a couple of years, and then towards getting to around 15 years of age, I must have been. This must have been about 77, 78. I joined a little sound system. I didn't join, that's a lie, I didn't join. I was around a couple men that was around this guy that had a sound system called Intruder. Mm. And I used to go to their parties and just be standing up in there. They had only for mic man and everything, but I didn't think none of them was all that good. So I was always trying to edge up around there just to see, like somebody might just pass the mic, you know, <laughs> randomly, do you know what I'm saying? And one day somebody did, yeah? And, and I chatted and, and, and I mashed up a dance. I mashed it up, they, they, they rewind the tune and everything. And I was like, rah. So then after that, I could, when they rewind the tune, I kind of didn't know what to do. Because mm. I was the first time I ever got a rewind, first time I really so even checked my mind. So I was like, yeah, hey, and, uh, 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 didn't know what to do, you know what I mean? And then I was like, yeah. And then he played the rhythm again. And then I just started, yeah, yeah. Until, and then we catch it, and then we go on again. And, you know, and I passed the mic. But that was my first experience of ever really chatting on a sound system in a party. You know what I mean? I must have been about 15. Yeah, that must have been about 1979. Mm. No, 78. And then in 79, I left school. And then as soon as I left school, so that sound intruder, I used to be around them and I used to go to the dance, but I could see that they never really wanted me to be in the sound. They didn't want that. They just wanted, they, it was all right that you're there and you might get a little one chat, but that's it. Mm. But I always used to kind of say, I used to be in a sound called yeah. intruder because I was around that Is sound. Is that the same one I was talking about? That the same boxes that No, that them boxes up? there was a different, that was later on. That, I think we had a sound called ballistic, me and Mikey Eastwood, then we had a sound called Unlimited Music. Me and Otis built a sound called Virgo. So, and this was all from the one sound called Ballistic. So we kind of like morphed the sounds into different things and had different boxes and, you know, cause you're building everything yourself yeah, from scratch yeah. as you know, you know what I mean? Cause when I sound man, you know say, you, you have to build it from scratch, yeah? yeah? yeah, yeah you go yeah. buy your speaker them and then you cut your buffer That's board them and you, and you fit up your thing. Buffer board. Buffer board, you know, <laughs> with the balsa wood and them thing yeah, them right, and I screw yeah. it up and set them up. And then after a while we realized that them thing they couldn't really manage the bass. Yeah. Cause you're putting big 150 watt speaker inside something with some screw thing and, <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, everything's just shaking and making, and making noise or racket. So we had to upgrade the thing as we went along. But um, at, at those times, the, those times when we were doing that was so like, I felt excited, man. Like something amazing is gonna happen. Like, oh my God, I'm, in, I'm involved in a sound. Oh my God, we built a box today. The first time I ever went, after, after being around um, Intruder for a while, they got a big dance down at Holly Street one night. You remember um, that, that Friday night Friday thing night. there? Yeah, with oh, Surge. Community center. Yeah, in the community centre. Surge, Thomas, mm. and then Monday, and another sound called Black Sapphire. You remember them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got, so true, Intruder get a, a dance in there, but they ain't got enough equipment to cover the dance. So they borrowed some boxes from a Tottenham sound called Phase One. I don't know how they had the link, but they borrowed the link, the, the boxes from them. So when I come in the dance now, I see the sound set up and everything, I'm big boxes and everything, and I'm thumping down the place, and I was told, and I said, is this intruder? And they're like, yeah. So I'm saying, can I chat on the mic? Because the guy who owned the sound was sitting around the back. And I said, why is he over there? He said, he's, he don't want to play the sound because he's scared he's going to blow the speakers. Mm. And so the speaker does not belong to No, <laughs> so him, so the man who owned the sound, for them operator, him did I play the sound. But I mean, I know him, so when we go to him, I said to him, say, is this, is this intruder? He said, yes. Yeah. So I said, can I DJ up on the mic? He said, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to hold the mic and I'm going to start DJ. 
So when we done DJ, you know, them play, was, I think it was playing half hour, half hour, half hour. When we done play, you know, and then we done DJ, everything, we put on the mic. One of the men from phase one now, the guy called Roland, he came to me and he was like, he said, yo, youth, you're going good on the mic, you know, he said, he said see the next round, I'm here, you're going to DJ together. I said, all right, cool. So I was kind of glad to have little company now because it was me one day. I'm expecting to see all these mic men and everything, but we're out of town now, innit? I'm the only one that had the balls, yeah, to come there and come and rip for, for Wolfenstall. Do you understand me? And when I come there, it was a big sound. It wasn't even like it was a small sound. Anyway, after the session done and everything, I helped them, man, they carry the box back to the, to the, um, to, to the van and they were saying, yeah, they're going to carry back the boxes to the shed up in Wood Green. And I was like, like, can I help to bring the boxes? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we jumping out of the car with them, went up with Green and carried in the boxes and everything. And I just was just like, look, you listen straight up. I just want, I want to join this sound, innit? And they were like, okay, um, we need to have a chat. A couple of the men weren't there that's involved in the sound. We need to have a chat with them and then we'll let you know. You know what I mean? And that was the first night I ever went to a late night. You know, when you, you know, our Kung Fu movies back in the day, when you yeah, used to go yeah. late night cinema. Yeah. Yeah, one of the man's in Roland, the same guy that was on the mic with, he was like, come, we're going late night. And he took me late night. It was up in this cinema. We had a bottle of weed and I drink with liquor and I, boom, boom, you know. Snake in the monkey shadow. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, mad thing. Come out, everybody mad. Thinks everybody thinks they're Bruce Lee. Yeah. Big <laughs> Kung Fu man running across the top of cars and madness, bro. But yeah, that was the first night. Uh, that, that happened in 1979. That was the first day when I actually joined, felt like I joined a sound now. Mm. And I'm and I'm gonna be a sound boy. And mm. I left school the same time at Wolfenstow yeah. and I just left Wolfenstow, I moved to Tottenham. And that was it. Just, so. time, just just like that. I was just like, I'm done with Wolfenstow, I'm moving on. I'm 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 gonna be a sound boy now. And that was it. I just left and I went I went to Tottenham and I joined phase one and that was that. That's when it started. And I from that time there, I've never really stopped. Not at all. I remember your phase one days and that's really I really first like got to hear you. Mm -hmm. um, who, who was it? Just you one DJing on that sound, or no? It was, it was me and a guy called Festa Sairi, Roland G. Mm. Remember him? Yeah, big yeah. nose Roland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So him was him was the guy that really took me under his wing, uh -huh. and said like, Specky, cause Specky them used to call yeah, me yeah, all the time. Yeah. The Specky ranking. Um. And he just kind of just took me under his wing and was just like, I'm going to help you. you know I mean, I'm going to help you. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Guide you. And that's what, what he did. Career. Yeah, 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 yeah. I even lived in his house with his mum and everything, man. Okay. He gave me a room in his yard, bro. That's a yeah, really nice people, man. Yeah. Guyanese, you know see, what I mean? His mum was see. a nice lady and they looked at, they looked out for me. And during this time, I still was working in Wolfhamstall and I was still kind of running around doing other stuff, but like, um, how can I put it? It's like, you know, you've got, you got other little responsibilities and stuff to do. So you're always kind of busy, family, this, that, and that. It's before I had any kind of responsibilities of my own. Mm -hmm. This is just as a kid growing up. <clears throat> and, um, but I always used to make sure every month I had X amount of money in my pocket for the dance them and I always buy a new item of clothing so I didn't look, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? And and we used to go out to every dance every weekend and I was just carving my path as as specky ranks as a Tottenham MC, DJ. You got them time we said, man, on the microphone, a DJ, the man where I play the song is an operator and the people and the DJ where I play the tune them is a selector. So we are the DJ upon the microphone, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I would say, them times it was just me and Roland G. There was nobody else really. 
Other, some other little mans that used to come around the sound and chat, but they weren't really regular. It was me and Roland that was really holding it most of the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, man. There's another one called Isaac Natty. You know Isaac, <laughs> but Isaac never really jumping out. Like he was, he wasn't really one of the stable men. Them. He used to come around and do a little thing mm. still. I always thought he was part of that sound. He was. He was. Hypothetically, he was part of the sound, mm. but he was. He wasn't. A, an official member, like mm. he hadn't joined the sound, it was official. Like anywhere then play him. He was always there, true. always there, you know, and, and f as I say, from I was 16, I was playing in places like St. Albans, Luton, Watford, all them places mm. there, from I was 16, we was playing out of town, playing big sounds like Small Axe and them sound there. We was playing big sounds, mm. you know what I'm saying, as a little sound. And we used to rock down and they'd fix the, fix the amp. Because the first time I went around phase one, they carried, to me this, they carried me to this guy's yard named Byron. And um, he had a sound called, his brother had a sound called Rocksetter, which was a, another Tottenham sound, right in the same Stanley Road area where we were. And so I walked into the room now, you know, when you walk into them people's house, there would always be a room and it would just have half built speaker boxes <laughs> and this and that and a lot of technical stuff going on. You know, I walk in there and I see man with circuit board, with capacitors and resistors, bro, yeah? And a soldering iron and man is making preamp. Mm. making graphic equalizer themselves mm. with the aluminium base yeah, and the yeah, cover yeah. come over the top screw and then the, the stems coming out where you put the knobs on so you can mm. dude i stood there watching these man them like yo them money are some they're like some flipping alchemists bro <laughs> it was proper you know it wasn't just a thing like yeah you went out and bought some equipment mm. nah these man built everything from scratch so nowadays, when I go out, I can appreciate sound because I hear all different frequencies. And back in the day, as you know, when you build a sound, your sound have a unique sound to itself because you build your own slave amp, you build your own preamp, you have your own equalizer thing. You might buy some little outboard things, equipment, them for spruce up mm. the sound, but the main but component man, them, are you a builder, everything. everything built power by amp. hand. Yeah. So the bass sound a certain way, mm. the mid sound a certain way. The box them where you are by, the, the, the quality speaker them, the power. Yeah. Or the cabinet mm -hmm. them build, you know what I'm saying? And this is something that I have watched evolve over the years with the music, as you know. Right? So, you know, for me, sound system, there's no, there's no greater apprenticeship that you could serve as a mic man than on sound system. You could quote me on saying that, for real. Them hear you. Them hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we don't real. know that. We don't know that. Because that, that was the hardest times. That was that was the hardest times. We did it for the love, you know. Yeah, like, was, you went yeah. up there and it didn't matter whether you <clears throat> was, you know, it, you know. And when I say this, this is not in a racist sense. Black people had a hard time back in the 70s mm. and the 60s even up to now, and even in the 80s, there was a lot of oppression going on. There was a lot of, that, that was our only outlet was the music, mm. you know? It was the only place, you know, when I look at my dad's generations, what did they have? Where was we as kids? We was in the house while there was partying. So every every, every weekend, party, I keep it at the house. And if I'm not yeah. daddy house, our, our cousin house, our uncle mm. house, our auntie house. Mm. How much auntie have? Mm. We are not for your family. <laughs> no. Eh? How much auntie <laughs> or uncle you have and they're not your family, not your blood family. Yeah. We have everybody our auntie and we uncle. Because so we grew up. That's how it was. You know what I'm saying? Because we couldn't get no clubs in time there. Nah. We couldn't we couldn't rent nothing. Mm. Rent what? Nothing. 
Oh, two kick in your head side when they're skinning them all you. That's you. <laughs> we rent out what? Blues party was our thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our generation. Our, but yeah. that would be like the. No, but even then, yeah. that's where it come from. For them, yeah, their own houses. Well, yeah. I just put the furniture in one room. One and room and somebody just collect that. some money and we sell some curry goats that were nice for the week. Straight. No, no, no sofa come. Yeah, man. Straight. Like so, you know, that, that whole musical um, journey there to me was a beautiful thing. And I learned so much from just them early stages. This is before I even knew you lot. Yeah, I already yeah, yeah. learned so much about sound system, microphone, how it should sound. Not this crap today. I'm talking about when you go on that mic, your voice just melt into the mic like butter. You know what I'm talking about, right? The way you project your mic, your, your voice into the mic. Tone, clarity, key. Lyrics, timing, all of these things were like standard. You had to be on point, fam. Otherwise, you're getting your head back bust with a bottle. <laughs> and you're getting run. And you're never getting the chance to get on that mic again. Straight. I like me, I tell you something. Am I lying? I straight, straight truth. You're getting your head bust with a bottle. Straight know what you're doing. Come off. Music called pull-ups. Come off. Come off. Come off. <laughs> boy. Grab up in a front, in a waist like this, and hitch up. Yeah, Seed bug, <laughs> twist around, fling away. <laughs> no, you're not getting in, bro. I've seen that happen enough times. So you have to be on a certain level. So I, I, I have very fond memories of sound system coming up from Intruder going into Tottenham. Because when you're in, when I was in Tottenham, it's like, oh, I'm in the big league now, but I was still on a small sound. I wasn't really on a big sound yet, yeah. but I still like, yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the big league now. I can, there's a way to get somewhere now because I'm, I'm in the area. <laughs> so. But from phase one, you went yeah. on to. Um, first choice. First choice. Yeah. And that to me, because that's phase one, I knew of phase one, we was just little youths coming out, as you said, sneaking out. Oh, well, it was level. party sound, really. We weren't really a dancehall sound. We used yeah. to play dancehall, but, yeah, but it was more no, of a party yeah. sound. Yeah. But when when you went to um, first choice, first choice, mm -hmm. that's when it kind of moved into dancehall era. Because I remember the first time I heard first choice, but it was only a little piece of first choice. I didn't mm -hmm. even hear much of it. Mm -hmm. I got a um, cassette from. Um, <laughs> What's the name of the hall by the bus garage? When you're at St. Mary's? Lumumba. 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 Lumumba, yeah, Lumumba yeah, yeah. Lumumba Club. Yeah. Coxon and First Choice. Okay. Seen yeah. with Josie Wells. Right. Listen, that was like my first, not my first experience of dancehall, but proper. That's when dancehall started to make its way. Yeah, it was definitely it was, hot now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 83, 84, it was hot. So that's when... And we, but at the same time. The Studio One and the, the Treasure Island and the, and the Cox and Dodd and all that music came back. Did you agree? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 came yeah, back, yeah all that, that music came yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that was exactly it, right. killing it. Well, again. when when uh, when I when when I joined Unity, mm. that's all Ribs used to play. Yeah, Studio, Studio One, One, Studio One, mash up the dance. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So <laughs> yeah, them them days because first choice was like to me was one of the big sounds because you have Fat Man, yeah. Unity, yeah. and first choice. Okay, so first choice was originally Black Star Liner. See. That was them. So they when it got to that, like, because as you say, for me, when I was on phase one, dance all had kind of arrived now, but it was very slow and rhythmic, almost a bit generic, you know, just you know, just growling along kind of thing. I loved it. 
that was my type of music. But as we started getting into that 83, 84 now, because remember them time, you know, a little bit of soul, a little bit of earth with the fire, we're playing the dance, a little bit of Mary Jane Girls or them type of tune that we're playing a dance. And what First Choice did was really aim their thing more at a more party atmosphere with the mm. girls. But they still had dub plates. Yeah. So they could still draw a tune on the big man because they had the next man around them called Conroy. And he used to go to Jamaica and get all the dubs them because he, he had all the direct links to the Jamaicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was from the time I joined Phase uh, First Choice now, I'm on a big sound with dub plates and everything. We're playing big clash dances and everything like that. Um, and yeah. My, the levels of what I was doing did step up at that time, 83, 84. The music was a mixture of, when we was in a clash dance, we would play 45 and then we would play dubs. But if we was in a, a party atmosphere, man, yeah, yeah. some team selection. calms yeah, getting yeah, yeah. drawer, you know what I mean? Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, was the, that was the vibe, you know, more, more the old school lovers, little bit of rubber dub dance all. You know what I'm saying? And some soul and thing and that. And them dances used to be just ran with bare woman. Yeah. Bare girl used to be in them dance there. And at the same time, it was sort of just on the verge of the pirates started to come now, you know, with the the RJR and, yeah, and the first yeah, ones, yeah. them Station FM, the first yeah. ones, them that started off Fat Man. What was that? SLR. Yeah. There was another, there was quite a few of them from back in the day. Um, and it was already getting towards this 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 thing where they do not want sound systems in the dance anymore. They were sort of like buying wine bars and that. I mean, it got more prevalent towards the end of the eighties, but like at that stage, it was well, already it coming from in. so early. Yeah, it did, man. It did. That's when it when it, they started getting a little bit funny about certain. That's why the rear groove scene kind of kicked off really big that time as well, because certain people didn't want to go to them dances because it was full of too much roughneck, and then they want to the roughneck dance in one of those places that's more dress up and more party atmosphere. This was was, was brought to my attention by them same man, the Leo and Moses. That's why they were saying, this is the angle we're taking with our sound this time around. Because they're ahead of the curve. Do you mm. understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and I was there for about a year or not, and then I, I moved on from there to Fat Man. I remember seeing seeing um, Mikey Crucial on, on, on Broadwater Farm one day. We both lived over there. He was living in Kenley. I was living in um, Debden. I was walking through the farm one day, and he was like, yo, Specky, man, if I come DJ upon the song, and he said, which song? He said, Fat Man. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, man, if I come DJ upon the soul, man, I real man, because Raymond Naptali was chatting on the yeah, sound. He yeah, yeah. was like, yeah, man, real man, I want to DJ with you too, you know, real tea, you know. I said, okay, cool. So I turned up to one dance one night and started chatting on the sound, and that was it. After that, I was a regular fixture. So I kind of just made that transition. And that's big league now. Fat man is big league. You know, you know, you, you, you're in the big league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, I used to buy Raymond Naptali's records. Like, I'm not you know, saying first saying. choice wasn't big league, but. That was like championship. Yeah, you know, you're in the Premier League. Big Premier looking League. Looking to get you're into the top there. four. You're up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the football team again. The yeah. football team come back again. <laughs> Trying to get into the top four, yeah? <laughs> Trying to be in that league there. Try and that's what we, 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 we met you just before that, kind of. Yeah. Before you made that move. Well, 80, we met you... 80, end of 82. 82, 82. Yes, yes. We used to go Liberation Hall and... Liberation Hall, Lecture mm. Hall as lecture well. Lecture Hall, that's the one. Lecture <coughs> yeah. Um... Um, where they play a song at Stuart Newington and name again. That was Liberation Church. Hall. That was that Liberation was Hall, yeah, behind yeah, the church yeah, yeah. there, yeah. But well, we first met you at Lecture Hall. Lecture Hall, lecture hall. yeah. That's the first time. <clears throat> I see G-Man before. I ever met you, St. Mary's. First Choice was playing down there. And Edmonton. I got a yeah, and I yeah. got a touch off the bike. It was you and 
um, Colonel Robbie, Colonel yeah. Robbie. Yeah. and I came over. Because them time, they may have some friend, we, we used to call it Stalky Pussy, yeah, they yeah. might push me, go on, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can chat better yeah, than yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. got up, I'm like, yeah. chat, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's the first time I met you. Yeah, yeah you, you used to have that lyrics, the meaning. Yeah, yeah, I used yeah, to yeah, love yeah. that, man. Daddy meaning, the meaning, the maracas and the meaning. Well, I used to love that lyrics there. Yeah, man. So when I when I first heard you, chat, I was like, who's this guy? Like, because I'd never heard you before. Because obviously I'd been around for a minute. I'd been around for a couple of years. I'd never heard of you. I'd never heard you before. And you come on the mic, he's roughed it up. Bro. I was like, who's that guy? So I was asking some man then. I was like, no, his name's um, D Marocas and everything. And But then I used to see you, after that, I used yeah. to see you on the Tuesday night. Electro. That's where I yeah. first saw Flinty. That's where I first saw Sister yeah. Shorty as well, your sister. Um, and um, who else used to be around you guys in time? Sean, Sean. Sean Major. Rest but we didn't know peace. Sean from before that, you know? Yeah? Yeah, I knew Sean from before that. I don't know how I knew him, but I think he was one of them men that used to be well, he's, around because he's, he's, he's a Tottenham. He's, he's from Hackney, he, but he was always in Tottenham. Yeah, he's, I also he's, used to see Sean. His mum was at Me and Sean was like this, man. I love Sean, man. Sean, I'm Sean, I'm a general. Sean, I'm a general. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. Trust me. Them days were like, it was like our, like, learning years where lecture hall because you go there so Jamarcus and the thing is Jamarcus would have some big guest sounds coming there. Yeah, you never man. had no little piano piano no, sound No, big sounds like, coming in there. Big sound. Young Lion, Saxon. Uh, the first time I ever saw Saxon. Mm. First time I ever saw General Trees. Yeah. Was in yeah, yeah, yeah. General yeah, Trees yeah, coming yeah, there yeah, when yeah. in I'm Jackie suit yeah, and him whip yeah, and him yeah. cap. <laughs> I talk about Asta Nikita D, Asta and Ghost Rider and all that. Ghost Rider, it's a D Ghost Rider. Yeah. John as well was there. Yeah, yeah man, I was a big artist, man. Yeah, them yeah, times here, yeah. and them times here, dance is running from 7 o'clock in the evening to 11 o'clock, yeah. and dance done after that. Mm. But it's, it's but fire. It's midweek. Yeah. It's, it's Tuesday. It's fire. Ram that was fire. Week as well, you know? mm. That was the, the, those places were the places where you could go to show and prove who you were because there was always an audience there. There was always other sound systems there and other big artists there. Mm. So you could get noticed. Do you know what I mean? We, that is something that we had when we was young as mm. growing up. That I, I think it's an invaluable thing that mm. maybe we didn't realize like it's that. Because the idea was every week, isn't it? Yes, so. man. So, you know, you're getting, yeah, yeah. you're getting out there. Because remember, there ain't no flipping internet or nothing like that. It's yeah. just cassette, TDK90. And you rub them off and, and give them out. That's that was like our internet. You know how much time I walk home from that place there? <laughs> Where? Lecture hall, hall, yeah. Stokey. Yeah, yeah. That's a walk. That's a trot. That's a trot as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a trot. Yeah, I, I, fun memories of that place. But one time I remember yeah. that um, DJ competition. Yeah, I, yes. I think I remember that. I think I remember <laughs> that. The DJ competition. Me and, me and Squeaky got into the final. Yeah, and, and Navi was pushing the, the decks to jump in. That's Navi back. kick it. Navi <laughs> kicked the, kick the arm case, isn't it? <laughs> Navi kicked the arm. This is all news to me, people. I'm going like, this. You see how people hold grudges for that's years that's and that's 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 don't that's talk about it, yeah? 40 years later. Yeah. Come on, tell me about this now, what I've done. Man, I'm saying, kick the deck. It was all Tottenham. Jesus Christ. We're not lying. It's not to look fierce. Look at fierce. Jump on, bro. Rest in peace, squeaky as well. Rest in peace, Rest in peace, squeaky, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> squeaky got to the final, <laughs> and I checked my um, squeaky chat. He's thinking, yeah, and I checked my thing, and the, 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 the just kept jumping, jumping. And in the end, they gave so it to me. my fault, yeah. But you was close to the okay, next. Okay, all right. So it must, it must be me, innit? Of course, I was standing next to the next, innit? You never say how you know what I mean, Mister Dempsey. Yes, man, it's true, man. It's always my fault. It's fine. I haven't got a problem with it. So when you was on Fat Man, who was you chatting with? Just Naptali. Just you and Naptali, Dempsey. Naptali, um, 
General P, which is one of Fat Man's sons, Paul. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a couple of other youths that used to come around the sound, but the main people was me and Naptali. Um, was and Fat Man then, actually playing the sound? No, them well? time a guy named Stan used to play the Stan. sound one, yeah. One Stan, dark dread. Dark dread. One dark, proper, proper bodybuilder guy. Are you talking your finger, bro? Yeah. Proper dude. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was around them guys, but was they was always. Brother, a red skin brother, tall, slim. Red skin brother? I'm trying to think. Mm. Uh, I don't can't remember his name. I know you brought it out. Always, nah, not you, Brown. No, you brought it. I used to play this out or whatever. I'm slim, brother. That's always. Mikey. That's Mikey, isn't he? He wasn't tall, though. No, nah, not tall. But he used to chat Mike as well. I don't know. I don't no, know. no, that's the guy that was around the sound. That's Mikey. Okay. He's the one that brought me in. See, see, see. He's the one that saw me and brought me in and said, "No, you need to come." Yeah, yeah. But um, we used to chat with a lot. We used to work with a lot of the um, Jamaican artists because some of them sounds when they used to come across, like Metro Media came and they wanted to tour the UK and they just rented Fat Man Sound. So then we're out every night doing mm. the thing and I'm there warming up for Peter Metro mm. and yeah. <laughs> Leroy really Smart yeah. and mad. Mm. You know what I mean? It was mad. Like I'm 84, I'm like, I'm like about, 20, 21, and I'm rolling with like some of the biggest Jamaican artists yeah. and the biggest Jamaican DJs at that time from Jamaica, running with these guys chatting microphone. And it was amazing because, you know, <laughs> not like Cause, cause you was, listen to them, you? You listen to them on we tape. was buying their records. <laughs> yeah. We listened to the tapes. We copied their lyrics, yeah. Calypso, Calypso. Yeah. You know, we was yeah. we used to have a little ting mm -hmm. or a style of it, even if we weren't saying it's that. It's not the same lyrics. Yeah, we write our own lyrics. Here, but but we take the style, style and, you know, to keep that what it was. So mm. all of a sudden now you're standing next to this guy and you're right next to him. You don't even know what to say no more <laughs> because you have two little style where a female, you know, want to chat that no more. Give me and say, yeah, DJ, theme lyrics. Eh? You have to find sitting now. Yeah, you have to go looking at your head back and find something. That's search your own, you know? So yeah, them days was like very, very testing for me. Definitely took me to another level because I had to start to dig deep. You know what I mean? Because I only used to chat freestyle head top. You was a freestyle. I was I a freestyle that. head top man until mm. I joined Unity, which that never happened till the end of 85. But there was a series of events that brought me to the point where I left Fat Man and then I was sort of just out there floundering in the minnows, like what's going on? And I was trying to get, I was focused on trying to come on Unity, but little did I know that you man had already headhunted me. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You two have been at the right place, you know, a very, at several transitions in my career. You've always been there and have been instrumental in helping me to slide through that gap to get to the next level. Mm. And when I, when I joined Unity, um, I can remember coming there that first week. I did a audition at a club called Camus across the road from where we used to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah remember yeah, there yeah, yeah. over Homerton. And then Ribs goes to me, yeah man, yeah man. And he just looked at me and said, yeah, Friday, four years. Mm. And I was like, okay. Mm. So I passed the audition. But my heart was going like this, bro, because I'm like, oh shit, like four aces, bro. And I went straight over, started writing lyrics because I knew if I went in that dance and try any little head top and I flip up and then I lose my confidence, that's me, I'm done, I've, I've blown my chance. So that's the first time when I started writing lyrics in 1985. I remember that that, that period there, we had the dance the, um, on the Sunday, <coughs> Christmas 80, 85. 
And Rip phoned me the Monday and said to me, yeah, well, we always used to talk. Mm. Me and Rip used to talk nearly every other day, if not mm. every day. Mm-hmm. And he phoned me and he said, yeah, we are talk about the dance oriented. And he said, yeah, uh, next thing, Mark's navigator, if you want, coming at the sound. Okay. Yeah, do you have any problem? I said, nah, man. Wow. You know what I mean? Because it was me, Flinty, and, and Sean. Yeah. And like four of us would have been, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no doubt you was one of the top MCs in North East London anyway. So it weren't like we was getting some. Now that meant a lot to me that to you lot felt that way about me. Yeah, we weren't getting no little guy that we had to, yo, you have teach to and learn, not in the car. You know, it's the middle of the room already. So when he, when Ribs asked me, I said, yeah, bring him come. I'm no problem. Now, we, yeah, good people that. Yeah, but you was like the hottest dude at that time, bruv. You, you're like, you was like the Josie Wells of England, fam. You was just tearing it down, hardcore. I remember going to dances and just seeing you just obliterating the dances. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, that's the levels. You know what I'm saying? That's the levels. Because you lot was writing lyrics and you had set things and it just used to sing the rhythms and it just used to just drop so properly, bruv. Like, it was like records I was listening to and I was just like, that's the levels. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so I when I came, I, I do think you joining us kind of com- um, completed that quartet. I think we all yeah. elevated together after Me, that. Flindy, after that, yeah. Sean, yeah. and you, because there was a, there was others that came and went mm-hmm. and that's that's for you, only for different. Uh, Riddler, they yeah, came yeah, and yeah. they went. No R.I.P. Riddler. You know what I mean? But we were the main four. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we had a good thing. It weren't like because like. We did have you and Sean start off and then me and Flinty, but we all, at one point, we all juggled together. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? So I thought we had a great team there. You was the first man to tell me to stop lifting box. Because I used to live box, even when I was in Fat Man, I used to live box, coming to dance. I never got out of that habit. It was just one of them things I used to do. And then one day you looked at me, he was like, yo, it's Becky. Have you stopped? You haven't stopped with box. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> my man said, my man close, said, man. you haven't stopped with box though. No. You know why he said that, innit? Because if I'm lifting box, he's gonna have to lift <laughs> box. <laughs> They're gonna box, tell him to lift box. Nah, as well. my box <laughs> days. I done my box lifting days with Marcus and the early Unity. Oh, I must have lift box at Unity God, for about God. a year and a half. Yeah. Oh my well, I'm not lift no more box, Rasta. Oh, lift box and then I forgot DJ. You're mad. Oh my gosh. See? So, yeah. Like the, you have to do it's, it's part of your apprenticeship. You see, when. That was part of your apprenticeship, for real. For your sound football, for clean the mood of the professional level. But anyway, like coming back to the sound system thing. Um, when I joined Unity and I, and, I, and I came around to you guys, I knew I had to step up my game. And, you know. I used to come to your, your mom's house and we used to sit upstairs oh, in the bedroom as you know, I write lyrics, combination lyrics and all of that. Um, and then, you know, the whole jammies thing, the whole digital dance or the, the, the whole digital dance or reggae thing was where we took UK MC to another level because the music changed. It wasn't the same as that rubber dub dance hall, it was different now. It was like, you know, do 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 And that, 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 do 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 you remember that Dennis Brown? I made my way to the exit. I used to love them tunes. Like, all of them rhythms are so classic. Like, they will still stand the test of time now. Most of these tunes that you guys are hearing in Jungle, a lot of those vocals, 
Like we literally grew on that music. We was on sound systems, chatting over them instrumentals, doing mad dances like you would not imagine. <laughs> Playing against Jamaican sound systems or ramming places like the thousands of people. Like it was a, it was amazing time, man. I, I'll never forget that. That is one of the best times of my life being on Unity with you two and just literally mashing up the whole of England until we won Best Sound System, that Black, Black yeah, Echo's yeah, Best Sound yeah. System Award in 1987. And then 1988, I left the sound. And then, you know, coming into Jungle, it was you guys again. It was Flinty that phoned me and was like, yo, we're doing this music. I remember seeing you lot on the top of the pops, fam. <laughs> and I was like, we're rotting. But the man and Flinty up on top of the pops, you know, brother. Me I phone my brother and I say, yo, the man, them chart, you know. You know, you see, <laughs> top 40, brother. Me see them. Yeah, me see one picture with you. Even though we was in in, in contact still all yeah, the time, yeah, but yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, yeah, you lot took me to the raves and then, you know, that was it. I was looking for something else anyway by that time because, What you was know, your first thoughts of, well, it wasn't Jungle back then, it was Acid No, it was House. Ray, it was the end of Acid House. I caught just the last smidgen, like the last year or six months of, of Acid no, House. No, two years. You think so? 1991. Well, yeah, it was. No, no, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. 91. Yeah, maybe you're right. When did you come back from 1990. Jamaica? 1990. I came back from Jamaica in 1988. Because when I went to Jamaica, I'd already done, kind of had it in my mind that I needed to switch up things. Mm. So I went to Jamaica for actually for a six-week holiday and ended up spending six months. Because <laughs> I loved it so much. Can we depend on the soda? I ain't never coming back. Me now come back, man. Me now come back. Me just, me just out there and me just in the countryside and me just I live my life and me just I learn. Because when I went to Jamaica, it just, you know, like, I always say this, like, we, we take it for granted because we, we grow up in a built up city and we've got running water and we've got the toilet that flushes and do you know what I'm saying, yeah? You've got electric and gas in your house, it's standard. Central heating is standard. And then you go to somewhere like Jamaica and you see somebody living in a, in a tin shack with a piece of board there, not even anything, not a blanket, nothing. You want to just take one little piece of sheet and just boom. And he's out in, in the hill somewhere growing food or growing weed or whatever, and that's where he's sleeping for months on end because he's got works to do and that's how they're man they move and I just realized how lucky we are to live in this in a city and have certain amenities you know what I mean how how grateful we should be um so that was another um apprenticeship I served it was like going to university life university it changed me completely I came back to England, as you know, I was a different person. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I left sound because I was like, I can't do this anymore because it's come to an end. I kind of sealed out. I need something else to take, you know, things to another level. And, I, and what I also noticed when I was in Jamaica is that reggae is a Jamaican thing. We have many, you know, English artists that do reggae and we have many American artists that do reggae. You've got all this, it's all mixed up. You know, America's hip hop, Jamaica's reggae. England never really had an identity an identity musically, you know, until Jungle was born, where it gave the youth identity. It gave them a genre of music that they could say was theirs. I've been to many, many parties. I've seen many, many ravers over the years that have come up to me that were there back in 93, 94, even late 92 to say 95. 
And they said to me straight, Navi, like, you don't understand, like, what you did for us. And when they say you, they mean, like, me, you, you, all of the man them that was there from, you know, the DJs yeah. and the MCs, that you lot gave us something that we could say we belong to yeah, because ours. we're for the UK. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so I was looking for that anyway and, you know, give thanks to the man them. You never, the man you, them. you never jumped into it though. That's, that's the thing. No, <laughs> I didn't. D-Man had to kind of slap you upside I didn't, your face. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't. 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 No, that's face. When I bring violence to the conversation. Man said, I got slapped upside in the face. I heard you was coming down with screw face. Screw face. D-Man was like, nah, it's not happening. No, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I did. A story, you know, a story of all places. You know, the Ramo Mecca, to the, the Mecca, the Mecca, of, of, the Mecca of the day. <laughs> it, it was, um, it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, no, at first, I didn't like. It that. wasn't our it, cup of tea. It, it, but yeah, it was. It we, had, we, we we had the same thing. Although we, although he's done that to you, when I was going we down had the same you thing. Lot, you lot was in it, we wasn't, That's what I'm saying. But we had already had like six, seven months, eight months of, of yeah, that's of, right, of working yeah, our way into it. Exactly. So, so you, you were it. just coming. You don't get, get don't get us wrong. We love the music because when we left Unity in '98, we said we wanted to do something different. I mean '89. Oh, we so you left in '89? Okay, okay. So I we left wanted to do something different. Well, at the end, we left New Year's Eve actually. Wow. New, Year, New well, Year's as the going into strike, 19, as the clock 19. strike 12 and the dance mm. <laughs> we ain't doing this no more you know that and that was it so yeah. Cinderella team yeah. yeah so but I remember mm. we took you to Astoria mm. you, I think you you just come back from your second trip to Jamaica that's why he's asking you when did you come back from Jamaica because you did go again yeah, I started back. going regular, man. I was right. going out there regular. So this was, I think year. this was your second trip back. Right. And you turn up in that of like with your fierce teeth all mm. done. <laughs> <laughs> like, with the money. And me, as you said, me and Flint is broken out in the dance. Because as you said, we had eight yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, I turned to you and I said to you, Navi, mm. you can't stand up in the dance like yeah, this. Yeah, I remember, Bridget. I remember very Fix well. Fix up, Bridget, at least smile. <laughs> no, you like, you didn't course me up, bro. No, you was on something. But now I carry back on no more dancing, you know? yeah, right? right? Yeah. Fix your face, man. Your face bent up, and I was like, bro, you know what it was? It was just that I wasn't used to that environment. Yeah, yeah, of course, all the sweaty course, course. people, them, yeah. and everybody like, no, I ain't got anything, mate, got anything, mate, and you know what I mean? Give me some water. And I'm like, what? Like, no. What you want? What you want? What you want? Well, no, I know nothing, bruv, yeah? This time I'm all, I know I was kind of dressed a certain way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you always shout still? Yeah, it's really sharp. Them time every day, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we click suit and, you know, we throw a kangal and, you know what I mean? said, it grew on you. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I think it was when the bass line came into the music, you know, when I was hearing, um, when I was hearing tunes like um, "31 Seconds," we are yeah, "31 Seconds," we are. There was a couple of tunes, and um, what was the other tune there? Um, "I Bring the Future," mm, them yeah, type of yeah, tunes. Yeah, yeah. There, "28 Gun mm -hmm. Bad Boy." This is like the, the the precursor for jungle now. When them B lines started dropping, I mean, boom, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Dum, dum, mm -hmm. I know them tune there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, look at look at um, I bring you the future. It was just two notes, doom doom, <laughs> doom doom. But it's just the way out the breaks and the I bring you the future, doom doom. What, bro? I can remember me and Flinty like literally losing our minds in these dances. Like, 
Roast, when you lot took me to Roast and I was in Linford Studios and some of the tunes Groove Rider used to play, Groove Rider, Jumping Jack Frost, Kenny Ken, um, Ron, Young Ed, you know, like, yo, when them man they used to draw a tune, them times they were special. The music had themes to it. All of the music that we grew up on, sound systems, Sample them. We sampled them back into into the reggae, into, into like this reggae influence into the jungle, the break beats, the way they was making the music and uh, the whole vibe of just the, the, the few to command them at the back. Because at that time it was very mixed crowd. It was still, you know, because it went from the acid house into the hardcore, innit, before that's it, when it kind started of, to mix. Like, yeah, you started to hear the, the beelines coming time they went, when I told you, you first, you, <laughs> If um start dance, yeah. it was just mainly white people. Yeah, it was just before that <clears throat> time. Yeah. But I did fix up because I could tell something big, you could just smell it. The, the atmosphere was just telling me there's something here, but I don't know what is here for me. What can I get out of this? How can I fit into this? How can I make my mark in this? Because you're standing there. I remember the first time you lot took me to um, Astoria. We walked in and it was Prodigy on the stage doing. And the man, them doing all these weird dancing. And the place was just heaving blood. I was like, oh my God, what is this? What is this? Like, I didn't know where the hell I was. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And you just like, gee whiz, bruv. And you're looking at an, yeah. an act on the stage that yes, you you know their records because it's on top of the pops. Yeah. Rest in Pete Keith. Rest in Pete yeah. Keith, man. But yeah, you know, like this is this is when I realized like there's a place for me in the music industry, and you guys bringing me us us being on sound systems together, growing up together on sound systems from a very young age, almost you know teenage really. Um, I know you guys from you as teenagers. Well, teenage, definitely. I don't think I was, I think I was just about 19 or, or, or 19 or eight, no, 19, 20 when I met you guys. Mm. 82, any 82-ish. Yeah, 82. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I would have been about 19 going 20, right? Maybe I'm 17. Right, so what I'm saying is, is learning, coming up on the sound systems with you guys, them, and then eventually, after becoming friends, then all becoming a team on Unity, and then leaving sound system and then coming into the dance music and you lot saying, come Navi, come spec, come check this music out. And I come and then seeing all of this now um, and being around, first time I've ever been around management because you know, Simon Goff was your manager and I used to sit in the office with him and he taught me a lot of stuff as well. I learned a lot about mm. the intricacies, you know, like PRS, MCPS, mm. how you would write a a blog, how you would write your CV, how you would write a biography, um, just stuff like that, that he would just be like, I'd sit there watching him doing it. I'm like, yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. I just used to take an interest. Who was a girl that used to be in the office as well? I forgot her Sharon. name. Sharon. There was Sharon, there was another one, a kind of Asian looking girl. Forgotten her name, oh, man. Nice really? girl, man. No, man, she used to be, she used to be up there with Simon and them. When really? Later on when, later on when, um, Ronnie and all them came as well, because remember there was there was quite a, a long period of time where we was with with heavyweight management. Them time, anyway, done with heavyweight them time. Any, anyway, being around heavyweight management and um, just watching how the industry worked that taught me a lot. I owe, I owe that to you guys. That you know I paid keen attention to what was going on, 
And then obviously you guys being signed to Shut Up and Dance and going out and doing the PAs with you and being basically your hype man. <laughs> basically your hype man. We took man. you on tour. Yeah. And we didn't know what to do to with do, you. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. So we was like, all right. Come introduce yeah, the show. Yeah, do you, do you think, innit? We gave you like, what, 15, 20 minutes before the show? It wasn't built. No. It wasn't built or anything. A couple of them was enough, like that. couple of them was like that. No, no, or anything, that's right. We gave you that. That platform for man. yourself, yes. Instead of being up there with us, that's right. <clears throat> and you took that on, yeah, and... man. And it worked a treat. I got a couple of bookings back out of that. When we got back to the UK, some of them promoters was phoning me like, "Yo, really liked what you did. You know, I want to book you to come back mm. out and and do a show by yourself." So that was literally before I even made a record. I was touring and doing shows and bringing people out there from you know the scene with me because yeah. to DJ for me and it was amazing man do you know what I mean I really give thanks for that but then coming into the rave scene now and being around that whole roast thing and watching the music now start to morph from hardcore into jungle that mm. was a, that was a really beautiful phase for me in dance music mm. and People that weren't even at them dances we used to be walking around going, yeah, yeah, I was there, I was there because they wanted to be associated with the name or the whole the whole vibe. But they weren't even really there. That's how that's how exciting it was, you know. And this is what I'm trying to show you. But, <laughs> the cassette never here, really. cassette never here, brother. They don't even do that. They'll just hear the cassette and they're like, yo. You know what I'm saying? That was that was mad. You know what I'm saying? The dance was mad. Well, he wasn't there, man. Who's this? Shane Daly, he was there, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Daly. We used to go roast every weekend, every weekend, all come we, from man, tour. And yeah, we used to come back, back from play, foreign. Listen, you used to tell them, tell the promoter, like, book the flight <laughs> for this time because man has to get back to go to church. <laughs> roast was church for us on a Sunday, bro. Come on. I don't think I missed one new for <laughs> No, man. Not one. No. See? No, every week. Mm. That was church for us. Like when you taught me to roast, that was it. I stopped going to all the other mm. raves. I just like I'm done. Because it started that thing, you know. Turn me. You took me there once. Jeez. I seen it. I seen I seen running there, Moose, 5 0, couple other man then was in there. And that was a vibe, I ain't gonna lie. But when it moved from there to, to Linford's. Linford's, that was it, bro. That but Sunday, even when it moved from Linford's to um SW1. SW1. Yeah, that was Still that hot. was yeah, popping, it was popping. Still hot. And then eventually Astoria. And it was, yeah, next level after that. Mm. They did. They they built it from a small club to Astoria, two thousand yeah. people. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, man. The them days for me, if I'm honest with you, it just felt like a dream. Either like I don't think I was particularly a good that great an MC. I don't think I really understood about the music because the music was new and fresh, and we was learning and morphing with the music as well, and learning how to MC on that because it was a totally different thing from sound system. Mm. So there was a different approach and a different way and a manner and everything, and I got that. But the most of the time, man, I was just weeded out and high like I rotted on weed and, and <laughs> drinking champagne. That was it. <laughs> Just high on weed and champagne and just the music and the whole energy of everything 
You know, I think now after all of these years, I've honed my skills. I've become a much better MC. I understand the music a lot more. I understand all the different types of genres. I know when to host. I know when to when to MC go full out. I know when to be the artist because my tune's being played. You know, I just know how to do those things instinctively now. But at that time, it was a beautiful time because it was so innocent. It was just so fresh and raw and, and just like, dude, I used to just we just did any. We used to just go and weed hard and just drink bare champagne, bro, and just go and dance until mm -hmm. the, we never used to stop going dance. And I've never done no art drugs in my life never as you know right never done a pill never done a powder never done none of that shit there and we used to just go dance 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 i remember we used to go dance go home sleep four hours get up and go, go paradise eight o'clock in the morning go listen right you remember yeah yeah right yeah. so you know we, we go take our rest mm. i'll come back because we know mm. i'm not missing kenny ken randall back to back eight o'clock to ten o'clock at paradise <laughs> on a sunday morning that is standard we're gonna be there yeah. do you know what i'm saying mm. with gq on the mic you know i remember listening hearing um we was in there one night and, and Mickey Finn played helicopter tune. You remember that? Mm -hmm. First time I ever heard a helicopter tune. You remember that night then? I remember. I tune really pull up a, 10 times, brother. Steve Madden wasn't. Was I wasn't a, a paradise. I never used to go paradise. I've been there two times. No, we used to go there every week. Every week. Every, was every week. Every week, bro. Mm -hmm. I used to. Come I, five o'clock more in my bed, bro. Some of the. I know, I know. But them times to me was like so amazing, man. The, just the music, all them classic tunes that everybody listens to now in the jungle days, um, and they might hear remixes and stuff like that. Them tunes being there, like the same thing with the, back in the reggae days. If you listen to um, most of the people um, that was playing these 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 tunes back in the sound system days if you listen to most of them 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 tunes that we was listening to they all come back into the jungle mm. do you understand me and most of them tunes that was being made in the early jungle days you could play them now and they still sound fresh they still got that energy about them there's a, there was every everything had a theme it, like there was so unique the tunes were so unique that so when a, when a dj played a set it was like you were going on a on a on a journey it wasn't like you were just hearing a different version of the tune before it's not like rap, 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 running here and then here, deep down, da 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 No, this was like real music, really, really constructed, composed. Even the samples, the way how they put the samples together. Back back then, I was making music with Uncle Twenty Two in the early days before I even started coming out with you guys. And I was around Ribs' little brother, Uncle Twenty Two, over the underground. And the um, record shop over Forest Gate, and I used to be in there, and we was there with the whole NST 1040, the whole Atari thing, Cubase version one, you know, Akai, Akai 900 sampler, bruv. Like, seriously, the original first set of equipment, them, that all of these man, them, that are uh, uh, making things now. You just got a laptop now. They used to Everything. be there trying to, yeah, they used to be there tuning things to make it sing flush with that and tune up the things so that it's in uh, line I with that. Them, I watched them, I watched them. It um, was a lot of work, but... I watched Smiley and them, man, they're on that little Akai thing enough to juke in the, 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 um, the flat thing, the, the floppy disc. Floppy discs, <laughs> yes, man, the floppy disc, and you record yeah, it onto the floppy disc and you have to load up yeah. all the samples again to get it to work. <laughs> like, it was a lot of work, but dude, some of the tunes that was made them times, like yeah. a Usedots album is like legendary shit, bro. Like, we was out there touring that shit from 1990. Mm -hmm. Like, who's gonna, what can anybody say? Like, you was there, I was there touring Europe in 1990. Mm. Do you understand me? And and out of nowhere, I mean, we were big on sound mm. system, but out of nowhere, we were just like, 
international artists out there touring Europe, Eastern mm. Europe. We went to America. Dude, it was it was amazing, man. I just felt so grateful to be in the right place at the right time, I suppose, if that's if that's what you wanna wanna call it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? From there, mm -hmm. you started to record. Who, 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 who did you first record with, like on, on this scene? Nobody. It was actually it was not anybody on the scene, which I well, find no, well, it wasn't. It wasn't anybody the first, on the scene. The first thing first that Imad probably would have recorded is Lockup. That's right. Us. Yeah. No, it actually wasn't because that was on the second album, right? Lockup was on the second yeah. album, right? And he did the second the album. Second album, it never come out. Come out. Right. But it, Lock Up came out on a single. Right. With, with, when was um, that? 95, 96? Nah, 90, 93. 93, 93 cause remember? Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Reggae wow. Money came out in 1990, 91. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Lock, up, Lock came Up came out as a single. Came out on a, on a 12 inch. Yeah. On Sharp and Dance. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember okay. what was on the other side. Can't remember what it was, but it was on the single. Right. <clears throat> I'm sure that would have been your first. I think it was um I think it was Inequity Worker and, and Criminal Justice. With who? With Dino. Dino was a contemporary jazz band that started to get into the whole jungle sound around 1993, 94, and they approached me because they heard me on Cool FM. But I remember Yeah, I but lock up is before think, that. Yeah, Definitely. I think you're right. Definitely. If, oh, if they heard you on Cool, we would done lock up before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. So but the first recording I did outside of our yeah, camp yeah. was for these guys yes, called Dino. Yeah, the Dino. Yeah, and I was on this album called Criminal Justice. They just passed the Criminal Justice bill and they were kind of a bit peed off about it. And they were like, you're the perfect, you're always chatting them conscious lyrics and you're the perfect person to help us write this song. So I went in there and started writing that. And then I had this one lyric called um, Praise Without Raise. And then, um, Inequity Worker, it's called Inequity Worker now, mm. but like at that time, I wrote that for Unity, but I never really got no chance to chat it. So I just took it into the dark, into that studio and just kind of sculpted it into mm -hmm. the Inequity Worker thing. And they released both tracks as singles. I was sponsored by Wrangler, they had the cardboard cutouts of me up in the West End. And it was my first real experience of having, being a featured artist and having a, a, a promo campaign behind it where I felt like I'd actually kind of launched the Navigator thing as an yeah. artist, you know, as MC Navigator. So this is about, yeah, it was early 90s, I reckon about 93, 94, maybe, somewhere like that. Oh. And then it got put onto the Jungle Mania 2 uh, compilation and it sold 100,000, so I got a gold disc for it, do you know what I'm saying? Nice. So that was my first experience of putting out a track, and the first time I put out a track, mm. I got I got a gold disc. So I was really. You worked with um, Asian Dub Foundation as well. Was that after that, or, it was, or was that before? The same time. Was that before freestylers or after? Around the same time, yeah. Just after, definitely after, definitely after the D Note stuff, Inequity Worker and the Criminal Justice. What 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 material did you bring out with? Asian Dub, Asian Dub Foundation, I think it was the their second album. Huh? <laughs> the world wants to know. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's Asian Dub Foundation's second album, I think it was called Ravi. And I did a track on there called um, Culture Move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a thing. Well, I just woke up in the morning and I was just had this thing in my head. Then I started writing this lyric. And then later that day, a man, the um, Dida, one of the MCD, he hollered at me, he was like, yeah, Navi, I'd really love you to come down and do this. We got this beat and 
<laughs> so I was like, really? And he was like, he sent me over the beat and I listened to it. I was like, sounds good, I like it. So I went to the studio somewhere in Hoxton mm. and um, we got we got up in there. And, <coughs> and the man then was like, I remember there was, I didn't like the snare. For some reason or another, I didn't like the snare. <laughs> And I kept saying to them, nah, man, you need to get one of them things that what them metalheads, man, they use or one of them other man them using. That, that, that snare needs to be lashing for this tune. And so they went back and fixed the snare and came back to me when I heard it the second time. I was like, yeah, man. But when I went in the studio, I didn't even, my voices would tear out, man. But I, what I got down, I got down and they, they liked it and they put it out and it, it did well, man. Mm. So they put it out as a vinyl in um, France and it sold 30,000 copies out there, man. Cool. And yeah, that was back in the... It was about 96, 97, mm. them times there. So before that, you mentioned Cool <clears throat> just now. Yeah. You had a legendary show on Cool. Yeah, me and Swift, me and Man P Swift. Mm. Yeah. Big up Man P mm. Swift. Yes, man, Man P. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bail you actually, Man P. I need to have a chat with you, bro. He's gonna um, listen to this and think you're gonna bell him every time uh, you watch it. <laughs> 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 but once again, it was Flinty that took me to Cool FM. Because when I was around you lot, I I used to really like um being around you and performing with you. But I just, you know, everywhere I used to do this to be ragga twins, yeah, yeah, ragga twins. I'm like, fucking on. And nobody don't get it. Like I'm Navi. And I was like, okay, so I had to go and build my own team. But it was you that took me to Slippery and, and Remedy's house. Yeah, yeah. When, when we went there and then that was it. <clears throat> like every, like I'll be driving down the road and, and hear one of them and they're playing some tune. I'll just be like, nah, I'm pulling up, bro. So let's go down to the studio, I'll just pull up and jump on the thing and just and just wreck it. Cause it was such a vibe, innit? Cool FM was such a vibe at the time. Like literally just took over the whole airways of the UK, man. That was some crazy thing as well, man. Seriously. That was another thing that, you know what I mean? Big up Eastman and all the, all the Cool FM family because trust me, man, that was, I can remember just walking down the road and it would just be everywhere. You'd hear it coming out of windows, shops, cars. It was everywhere. It was like the information. Yeah, it was the information <laughs> center, man. Yeah, everybody locked on. People that come from country. Everywhere, everywhere man. That was where everybody. Of, tip of reception. I See? Yeah, and I used to be there, and, and we, as you know, we'd all be there. You know what I mean? Drinking some brandy. <laughs> Smoking some herbs, and just going party, you know, they are half the DJ, fully in, man. No, until we got the regular shows, yeah. it was just any it DJ. Was it was us with the hand, mic to hand, my hand, the mic hand to hand, the mic hand to hand. You know, it was literally yeah. us that started that, and and yeah, you know, I was just walking the studio. Eight o'clock to what, what, I can't, what time? I, I can't remember. It was a Wednesday, I think. Yeah, you, it was. One to one, one I was never. Sunday. I can't remember. All I know no, is I used to be on that stage. I used to be on that blasted sound um, stand <laughs> on on that station every day, every day. Like there wasn't a day I never used to be on there. Yeah. I do my normal show, yeah. but I'd be driving down the road. I hear tonic busting some tune. I'm like, nah, man, man's pulling up. <laughs> Easy D come, nah, nah, pressure X. Like them man, they used to kill it on the radio. All them little man, yeah. they were nobody. Don't even you know face tree, yeah. right? Crazy Legs on Foxy, mm. they all used to smash it to shreds, yeah, yeah, bruv. Like, bare tune lashing out the radio and they'd just be in there, them one with no MC, right? And we'd, we'd just roll up, bruv. Just roll up and get on the mic, start killing it, bruv. So, I give thanks for them days. Them days were, 
them days were legendary in their own right because it was the building of Navigator. Like I literally built the whole Navigator name as MC Navigator on Cool FM. That's, mm. there's, no, there's no going around it. When I was around you guys, I was just part of Ragatoon's crew. Mm. Nobody really, really never knew me as Navi. Mm. But when I joined Cool FM, that's when I, mm. I defined who I was. You know what I mean? But then um, Rose was the first ones to book me though. They booked me in Rocket. Okay. Yeah, Rocket one night. That was just, I think it was 93, Rocket. Oh, Rocket, yeah, not so it was, Yeah, it was a, it was a, um, it was a carnival summer. It was a carnival roast. Okay. Yeah. They and that's when I first ones. met Rachel and Sharani and all of them for the documentary. See, I met them in that dance. Or did I meet them at the carnival? And then, no, I met them at the carnival because um, my man took me to the carnival met them there and then they came to roast afterwards and they filmed us there as well. That's how I'm still in contact no, with Rachel. It, up to now. it was. Roast used to be on a Sunday, you know. That roast no, starts that would be on a Sunday. These times now, roast is going to the carnival on the Sunday. No, no, no. Roast. These, them times there now, roast is doing all different parties now. It, was, it wasn't just on a Sunday. Yeah, no, but yeah. after the bank holiday, they would have played. Cause I remember roast, Easter bank holiday. Yeah. Whitson. <laughs> Witson, where you get Witson from? <laughs> When's the last time you heard about Witson? Man said Witson, you know. Why have you heard that word for the longest, bro? What's Witson again? What is that? My last one in in uh, end of Mia. Is it Witson? You know, what does that even mean? No, no, Dude, I'm not gonna have to Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> really just singing as you. Man said Winston, you know. You know about it now, You know about it, about it now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I heard about it like, I don't know, 1947 or something like that. <laughs> 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 so yeah, them, them, um, them days there was when the whole documentary thing came came about, you know, like, yeah, man, it happened so quick. I think I was on Cooler for about five months and the next thing I know, I was like some house or name in the UK. <laughs> that was how quick it went, you know, and obviously being around you guys and then the music just started to then flourish and which then spawned a whole heap of different raves and a whole heap of different, you know, it just, we just became... Because there was no MCs like when we started doing the chatting. Like, like flashing that. lyrics on, on, on the rhythm there. No, was, not there like that. There was no MCs like no, that. It no. was just a hosting. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, there was a couple, man, like, Mad P had kind of some lyrics and so did, so did, um, what's his name, Rat Pack, Everson. Mm. They had lyrics, they had lyrics, but it wasn't on, in a soundboy style mm. like us. Mm. us we, our thing was just raw, you know, from, from the sound system, how we used to chat on sound. And unless you were there, or unless you hear, like, all you people, them, that's listening right now. You have to go back and, and do the research, man. Literally, you have to go back and do the research and listen to some of the stuff we did on Sound Systems and then you will understand why we're so lyrical and why we're so rhythmic and the timing's so on point and all of that because that's what we came from. So coming into Jungle and it being quite slow at the beginning as well and a lot of breaks and stuff, it wasn't hard for us to just mash that up, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That's the reason why, you know, the Tenor Flies and the, and the, and the Top Cats and all of them, man, they, because they already had hit tunes, it was that they just got it remixed into Jungle. It was it was already just you know ready to go, you know. So you know, but it done good for us because it, it helped us to carve careers for ourselves because we mm. didn't get that chance on the sound system. So I'm very grateful for that and very grateful for you guys bringing me in because it was definitely a riot, man. It was it was nice, man. 
it was nice for a good few years until until drum and bass came in. All of a sudden, we were the scum of the earth. And, oh, you jungle lot and you had a lot coming to dance, stabbing people in their eye. I never stabbed anybody. Like, yes, you did, and you sold <coughs> sold us gunpowder. Yes, Lady MC, rest in peace, Tenor Fly. Mm, there was man, that. So. There was that. There was that period where drum and bass came in and just take away that ragged element and that bad boy element from the music. Um, Around that time, I think, was that when we um, done the jazz album? Yeah, 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 95, 96. I was around you lot then. Them time there, you done, you done, you got the track on. We done, we done lock up, lock up on that. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. 95. You came to a couple of. That's the one you're talking about. You didn't. You got. You remember the shut up and dance one? Yeah, there's. I left. Was that the acoustic one? Uh huh. Shut up and dance. Done with. Um. We the one we, we did was on a jazzy rhythm. It was like a hip-hop like hip rhythm, the one to shut up and dance. Yeah. Well, we don't oh, you have, to, you have to play me that, you know, because <clears throat> I don't remember I that. I heard it the other day, mm. actually. The hip-hop rhythm. <laughs> it's mad still. It's mad. Mm. Well, after that time, um, you started to do a few um, shows with us. And one show I do remember us going and doing was in Norway. If I say the word, if I say the country, yeah, yeah, Norway. Norway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, Norway. Yeah, who, who, with who? With James Brown, bro. <laughs> we was we was yeah we was touring with James Brown, God James Brown, James bro, Brown, like, damn. Yeah. Okay, I remember being in there. Do you remember the rehearsal? Yeah, it was an ice skating rink, and we're sitting there watching the rehearsal, and James Brown is up there, and then literally there's like a sixteen piece band, and this guy's just like that, and then it's just like somebody dropped a needle on a record, the way the band started playing, and while they're playing, he's just going like that, and he's just pointing at people, and then. His manager sitting next to us, didn't he? Remember the manager? Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, every time he does that, man, yeah, that's five dollars. Mm. He just ducked that, that, that. They need their five dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? It's like every time he do this, yeah. I was like, wow. So he was like, literally, like the operator, the conductor, the, the everything, and he's docking, man. You make a mistake, nah." Mm. Your career done. Man, I seen him. Remember when he stopped the whole thing and he walked over to the guy and took the guitar from him and was like, then he just gave him back the mic and did the guitar and then walk off and and he's like needle drop on the record again. I was like, wow man. Mm. Yeah, after I remember that, time, that. After that time you um started to really make your mark as your own person mm. and bring your name forward and mm. bring it out there to the people. Mm. And you started to do some work with freestylers. With Tenafly, and I remember them times mm. because you lot were huge. Freestylers was huge. Yeah, yeah. See, I yeah. wanted to get on that that stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I came yeah, to yeah. a show one time. It was big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, tell yeah. us, tell us about that. Well, just before that, I kind of morphed into the whole Radio One thing, and I was doing Radio One for about two, three years, and then. And at the same time, I was driving because obviously this whole thing with the jungle and you know the ragga, the ragga element being the, you know the butt of every everything that was bad. I was on the radio as a host and a presenter for about two years and then they didn't want MCs on there anymore. And at that same time, I got a call from a record label because I was still doing music and always, you know, people always hollering at me, say, hey, you want to make a track? And, you know, so I was working with loads of different people. And one day, one of these little labels hollered at me and said, yo, Navi, this is label and they, they want to get a guy to be a frontman for a band. They've got a show up in Manchester. I think it was at a Desire or something like that. And they were like, they want, you know, just you're perfect for this job. 
And this is like the last tour date that I'm going to do with Radio One. Mm. And it was like literally the end of the end of my whole contract with Radio One. Yeah. And um, the record company, I said yes. And they sorted it out and they sent a chauffeur driven car for me to come from Oxford and take me to Manchester. Get to Manchester, walk into the dressing room and I see Tenafly, J-Rock from Blaps Posse, Aston from Congonati, well, yeah. from back in the day when he was working Double with Rebel. Him, Double Chub words, yeah. So, um, and a um, couple of other people's faces that looked familiar, but I didn't really know them. But I knew Fly good. So I was saying to Fly, what the fuck is this like? What's going on here? So he's like, well, well I got a top 40 tune called B-Boy Stance and he's mashing up the place right now. So I'm out here doing this thing. So I'm like, okay. So he's, so he's like, what are you doing here? I said, well, I've been called there to be the front man for the show. <laughs> so he's like, oh, okay then. So anyway, the record label guy comes and he's like, I know we're kind of throwing you in at the deep end. And it was literally, <coughs> Where, where we were performing was literally on some really small stage inside a place where there was already music going on. So it's not like we're, we're sort of like a sideshow right. inside a main arena yeah. where there's something already going on. That sounds so it was It was mad. It was weird. I was like, what the hell is this? Anyway, we get on stage and... You can't hear where you are Just about. <laughs> you could just about hear what was going on. Anyway, we get on stage, we start playing... He's mad, he's furious. And we've got like a couple of breakers. One of the breakers is doing a windmill, kicks the keyboard off the stage, keyboard gone flying, right? It was just all over the place, bro. It was just all over the place, yeah. Anyway, I'd done what I could, the best I could. And, but what happened was there was a mad, we had a mad crowd in front of us. They was just doing all this B-boy stuff and doing all this skanking and dropping splits and doing windmills and everything. I was like, these lots are nuts. There was all girls trying to climb on this and ah, trying to get flying. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, it was all mad. <laughs> so anyway, I came off the stage now. I'm standing at the side, sort of looking around like, what the hell just happened? And then the guy from the record label came up to me. He's like, he said, he said, I don't know how you knew what to do, but that was perfect. I was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, that was amazing. Come and see me in the office on Monday. Went and saw him on the, in the office on the Monday and he was like, yeah, man, I, I want to sign you um, non-exclusive deal. You know what I mean? I've got a decent bit of money and it was like 20 dates abroad, America, here, there, 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 there. And it just, from one day to the other, it just blew up mm -hmm. like that. So at first I was just a hype man. And I was, when I did a couple of the first shows, I realized that Fly needed a little bit of help on the vocals, you know, just to strengthen it, just to back it. R.I.P. Tell Fly. Yeah, rest in peace, my brother. Frederick. Rest, rest, rest in peace, my brother. Um, I miss him, man. Trust me, I miss wow. Fly, man. I miss Fly. Because we, we toured the world together and it was crazy. And the thing with Fly is that I knew Fly from back in the sound system days, and so did you. Mm. But one thing would fly, you see fly from early, you know, I'm talking about 83, 84, them times there, when man used to see me, you know, he used to say, what? Me need you. Oh, go on, speak it. And, you know, he's a brickster man, I'm a totty man, I'm not thinking like, oh, go on, 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 go
uppercut one night down Forest Gate and he come in, all the, all the, all the jammies lot and all them in there. When Fly touched the stage and chat Rovneck fashion, the whole place popped down. Nobody never got no response in that dance like him that night. He, 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 was, he was a tougher act more than all of the headliners. So I've known Fly for a long, long time, you know? But yeah, we were sort of like there touring together. Um, I seen that he was like, he needed a little bit of a back at him. So I said to him, look, I'm not going to try and steal your thing. But when you go on to do Roughneck fashion and your, your, your tracks, I'm going to stay on and just be in the background and like just back your vocal. And it worked perfectly. And there were certain parts I could harmonize and it worked perfectly. So it just strengthened the show more. Mm -hmm. So I became this anchor man in the show. Um, but I never had no tune yet. So we just running around touring everywhere. But they had the rhythm for Roughnick and it was trying all these other vocalists and I'm not on the sidelines like, you know, like back in the day when you were in the sound system and everybody's killing it and you're there. I want to get the mic and you can't. It was the same thing. I was like, I'm there. I want to get on this rhythm, but nobody's not going here, Navi. Anyway, on um, one day, one of the producers, Matt, phones me up and he's like, last resort, he's like, last resort, Navi, I'm, I'm going to give the beat to you because like we tried like eight guys and nobody's not really coming with what we want. So they gave me the thing and I just came with this, this, hooky you know i feel rock time for wind up your ways mm. which is a thing off of a bob marley tune it's bad card really mm. you know what i'm saying but i just took that style and twist it into something else and i went to the studio the night sung it and and the the, the record label guy come and was like yep that's it that's the new that's the new uh freestyler single <laughs> right done Done, man. And that was it after that. It was one of the maddest two years of my life ever, bro. It just went ballistic after that. You know, all of the digital stations shot the video, running up and down here, there, there, toured America with Lenny Kravitz. Um, went to some mad places, Malaysia, Singapore, New Zealand. Oh, no, not New Zealand. That's a lie. Japan, Japan, um, Fuji Rock Festival. Mm. It's like headlining with Eminem and it's crazy, bro. Like it reminds me of when I was with you lot from the first, you know, when we was touring with all them Shabba ranks. And when we are touring with Shabba, we are like, we are touring with Shabba. Them type of Shabba are the biggest thing in the, like in the whole of dancehall. Yeah. And we're touring with him and then man, they come out and see you. Yeah, well, I remember them things like yesterday, man. We like the amount of artists and big, big international superstars that we've we've toured with like collectively and individually is crazy man so yeah them that two years of my life was i can't even begin to tell you how crazy that was i toured in 1999 i went to america 10 times i was like there every month i was on a plane to america there was times when i was just there just i was just there i'll just be chilling <laughs> no you know no, no even works. just just chilling yeah Record labels giving you a car to drive around. You got a nice hotel room and you're just chilling. They're like, go to this studio, go voice that, go do this here. There's an advert going on over. Oh, you can eat this food here. Now we fly up to Kansas City and they're gonna. It was just, it was crazy, man. Never, never experienced anything like that before that up to that point. But you know, it was. I always knew it was in me to make a hit tune. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always knew it was in me, but I just never knew how it was gonna come. So I just had to be patient yeah, and look well. for the angles and it worked in the end, you know what I'm saying? Because it was literally by default. What's the, what's the chances you're going to get a call and somebody's going to say, all right, listen, yeah, I want to take, uh, I want you to come and be the front man for this band. And then all of a sudden, you're flying around the whole globe off of this one tune you just made. 
by default, but it's just by accident because nobody else couldn't manage the rhythm and somebody gave you the tape. It was like, you yeah, try. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. Crazy. I'll give thanks, though, man. It was some really great times because you know what we was doing them times here. Mm. You know what I mean? I would be literally flying from one country to another, jumping off of the plane. There'd be a bus there waiting for us when we come off. We'd go straight on the bus and that's your home for the next how many other weeks. Mm. You're doing tours, touring every day. Sometimes you leave the bus there, you jump on the plane, go to the other side of the country and then fly back the next day and, and link back the bus because that... <laughs> that yeah, bus. because it was, it was mad like that. We weren't even staying in hotel rooms with that sweets, bruv. You'd go into the place, it'd be like an apartment. It was mad. You know, like jacuzzis on the roof and tennis courts and it's some West Hollywood thing, man. It was it was crazy, man. Rubbing shoulders with the Buster Rhymes and Q-tips and all these type of people. It was standard. You was just in these places and they would be there. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the type of, you know. And then we, we won some big award on some music magazine award, I think it was. But we beat like Oasis and 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 Kenny Morello or whoever the hell is was that guy there. The one the one house dude there. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Them dudes there. Like we're sitting on the same with Carl Cox sitting on there. We're the we're like the little Dibby Dibby band. All of a sudden it's like and the winner is freestylers. I'm like, what? <laughs> we won, blood? No, bruv, yeah. Enough of them things happened at that time. Nice. I think we got nominated for for the, in the first mobiles as well. The first ever mobiles we were nominated for as best. Mm. UK act or whatever. So a lot of good things, man, came out of that. Do you know what I'm saying? And precious memories with Tenorfly, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, my brother, man. <clears throat> yep. So then after that now. After, after that, that, I've come that, back, innit? You come back. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and Jungle's creeping back in. Well, when I, when Germany, I came back, I was in Germany, you man. Germany, yeah, yeah, I was in Germany a lot. the Raw Hill crew thing. Well, it's when I came back and, and you know, bucked up with Spider and a couple of you mans and you were all saying like nothing ain't going on vocally, do you know what I'm saying? I was like, well, let's get a tune with some vocals on it then, mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying? That was my whole mission and that's how Raw Hill Crew and More Fire was born, you know? It was literally to bring back the vocals into the music because when I came back to the scene, it just sounded just like a, a Formula thing, Formula just... One Formula <laughs> One racing track. <laughs> <laughs> It still sounds like that. Yeah. Elephants there. <laughs> I was like, what is this, man? What was it, man? Yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. Um, it wasn't what I was used to as I was uh, as I was coming up into the music, this dance music, what you exposed me to. Um, Expose, you know. <laughs> you, you, you did, you did, you did, you did, like, well, I don't mean in a derogatory sense, but you, you gave me that, you gave me that insight into this music, and I wasn't, when I first came into the dance music, it was like, it was pop, it was like classic. If the hands of time go back last time, I say, yeah, come on, story, yeah. October 23rd. That's a no. No, I would have been there, same way. <laughs> I would have been there. No, because we had that affinity, you know, you lot of my brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can remember, like, you first got me into it, the whole, you know, the whole la da dee da dee da, da yes, you know, yeah, Kiss yeah, FM was the first time I was listening to all that music there, the Moby Go. You know, and Queen, all them tune there, and the Crystal Waters tune there. Well, it was a tune, Pen CC Peniston. Mm. Finally, you know, we came from that. When I came into the music, it was yeah, vocal. Was, it was, them, it was, them it was vocal. Tunes, yeah. It was songs. It was mm. music. Mm -hmm. And then the jungle came, and they used the samples very cleverly. 
it was songs. I've, whatever, got estranged from the scene, done all this other stuff, done radio, done this, that, 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 gone off and did this big band thing and then came back to the scene after everything calmed down a bit and we're doing the second album for the band, come back to the scene. There's literally like zilch, no vocals in the music in the early 2000s. There was nothing there. Mm. And it was became a bit of a mission of mine to, to put the vocals, especially the rack of vocals back on the map. Yeah, and, and and we managed to do it. Like I, I went to Germany, got all the man them together, and to, the thing was 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 Vegas from Bad Company. He came to me and he was like, "I love this, I love this, Navi. This is bad. Give it to me. Let me let me try and convince Fresh to do a remix." And and he did it, and then that's that was more fire. So that was straight off of the back of just just the man them coming together and saying like, "Yo." You know that what I mean? Elevated you to a next level. To a whole, on, 100%. On, this, on the drum and bass. On the jungle drum and bass scene. Yeah. I waited 10 years for that tune. I always wanted a jungle hit. We had to jump on other buses before you got 100%, <laughs> bro. Because there was no love. There was no love from yeah. the, the man them who I would was, you know, looking up to and I was in awe of, you know, when we used to be back in the day, you know. They could have said, yeah, come Navi, you know we want to voice you in the studio, but they never did. And I tried to reach out and it never happened. So I realized quite quickly that it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so I knew I had to find a different Make way. Moves. But, you know, it took 10 years, but eventually I managed to get a drum and bass jungle hit, more fire. Yeah, and all of us was on it, but that was all political as well because, you know, vocals got took off because of remix and then man, I said, no, put back the vocal and then the remix, man, I said, put back what vocal and then, ah, uh, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot, but at the end of the day, it did, it did, it did, it did the job. It did the job and we got what we got out of it and it definitely launched that Black Tarantula tune was off in the back of more fire. That, you know, like, there's no doubt about it. And the Shata Ita Serial Killer yeah. lyric, the tenor fly, he voiced that for me that on, on More Fire, first of all. So when, I don't know how Pendulum got it, I'm I'm not guessing, I know he, they got it from Fresh. Do you know what I'm saying? Because at first, when the tune came out, they didn't even know who it was. They didn't know who, they thought it was you. <laughs> Someone told me about that idea. Oh, that Ragga Twins vocal, I was like, who that? They were like, Shata Ita said, no, that's tenor fly. Mm. And make sure you go tell them, say, a tenor fly, you know, come in a one idiot. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, that got sorted out. But yeah, the Black Tarantula thing was was a, an offshoot of more fire. Mm. Anybody that was there knows, and I know you guys know. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we was there. We was there yeah. when, the, when the man them voiced the, the Voiced the, the tunes, the, you know, tune. we was all there. We had a good little um, crew. It was nice. It was, you know, I'm not going to lie. We, you know, we used to go on stage, mash down the stage. It was kind of like a DMB Wu Tang. It was good going to Germany, and it different surroundings and it's crazy doing, because doing something different instead of it's it crazy because in yesterday, UK, you know, you know, yesterday Majika hit me on my Facebook and he was talking about it was like, he said, I was looking back in some archives in my Facebook the other day. He said and he said you Manzen was really the first man. Then I said, you talking about it was like. The Raw Hill crew thing was the first official, crew. like, crew, proper yeah. crew was. of MCs. Of anything. Yeah. Now you've got, DJ, you've yeah, got yeah. DJ crew. Mm. So, so, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we were the, the first, first ones to do it. Yeah, because it was three DJs as well, innit? That's from right. Three German DJs. That's so. right. Yeah. And then was Kraskin running back Royce to back, innit? Yeah. yeah. Kraskin Royce and it was, When you look back on it, Kraskin and Royce. Yeah, them when they could draw. They was making some serious beats sometimes, yeah. All that energy. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, man. We did a lot of stuff. We recorded nearly two albums, man, mm. of, of, of material that never saw the light of day. Yeah. Maybe one day, maybe one day people will go into the, yes, definitely, big up Daddy Freddy, big up 
Black Tarantula Spider, um, Soul Train. Soul Train. Yeah, man. Yeah. Our Shabba, our beast, man, we carry out there, you remember? Yeah. 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 Obviously, Tenor Fly, myself. Um, yeah, and all the DJs that were involved. Oh, okay, that one extra show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 man. <laughs> you know, it was it was crazy, man. Them times was crazy as well. You know, big up um, Red Buster Flex, Christoph. Flex. Yeah, man, Christoph out in Germany, the Benny Miles crew that um, you know they looked after us as well, Svemia. man. Svemia, Svemia, Royal Rumble. He's out there somewhere in Croatia now. I'm that Croatia now. Yeah, yeah, he, he left out a long time ago. But yeah, these all these people that helped us to tour. You know, we toured, even with Raw Hill, we toured the world. We was doing Europe, we did yeah, Toronto, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, wherever, France, Switzerland, Austria, all up, all up and down Germany. Do you know what I mean? Even if I think about the early days of Jungle, when, you know, we started to go over to Germany from meditation days, mm. That was crazy. Meditation, like yeah. we took over Germany. Like literally, them parties were mad. Five, mm. six thousand people mm. heaving, jungle, jungle, full on jungle. So this music is a very, very powerful music, and it's still powerful up to now because it's still here, doing what it's doing, and and spawning new careers and spawning new producers and and vocalists all yeah. the time. I like me, I tell you something. I'm not lying. You know what I mean? So, so we're coming to the, near the end of this show because yeah. you chat. Man. <laughs> That's flipping, man. Flinky said to me, <laughs> said to me, no matter with the music, you're ID, man. You know what? we get out of the talk out the world And we didn't even touch the. the yeah, we're we're, we're going to have to do another show. Yeah, we're going to touch what he's doing now. Or That's what, what I want. We didn't even yeah. touch yeah. nothing here. Yeah, we're just a warm up. We're just a warm up. We're not even going at too much detail for all them time. They can't go in and do everything, you know. Viewers. We will do a, a follow-up on Navigator to know what he's doing mm. from now to mm. when we are um, in the future. But, you know, just a little prequel to the next to the next show when we bring you on. What, what have you got lined up for the future? Um, well, I started a label about 10 years ago called ODT Music, which means on this thing music. On this thing meaning man is on this thing 24-7, like I don't stop, you know. But um, at the moment, I'm working closely with David Boomer. Yeah. We've been doing this. We've got a show actually coming up tomorrow night. We're going to be at the launch party for Carousel's um, album. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we've got a track on there called Kraken and Lime. If you want to check it out, it's got nothing to do with crack, no. Kraken is a spiced rum. I found out. I found out. The hard way as well. I've done my head in, man. Proper, proper <laughs> knock my block off the other week when I was up in Bristol. Cracking and lying. They say, yeah, they never hear me speak. They never want me speech. But now them seeing people call me phone every week. Them say them need advice. So me give them guidance. Become a deep like a river. Me move in silence. So fire burn the violence. Me rather burn some Aishens. Keep the evil away. Me come from Western Islands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some rap style what I've done on this track is, is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you'll like that. Um, so check that out. We're going to be up there. But yeah, I'm working closely with... David Boomer, um, we've got an EP coming out with Benny Page. We've got some remixes coming out with some of the dancehall stuff I've done. I work closely with Lion Dub, another producer called P. Skinner, um, my cousin Mixmaster J. There's a whole different format of what I'm doing now. I do a lot of dancehall and a lot of jungle, um, but I get all different types of remixes done 
from the liquid guys to the rollers to the you know to the the new, new school drum and bass all genre how you know we're not yeah, discriminated already we are, we are we are we are the youth them we are pushed the youth them through we're still working on our careers i work a lot with david boomer because number one is is a brother to me like you you guys and he's just a very talented talented individual yeah, 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 yeah. who i've always had a, a good affinity working yeah. with so you know we we linked up we're doing youth work as well we started off a company called um for whatever inclusive education Obviously, there's a lot to talk about there, but we can speak about that on the next interview. Um, but yeah, just look out for ODT Music in 2022 going through because I'm just pushing the label now. For the last 10 years, I've just been pushing a brand and you know making videos and doing stuff and just always got the brand name there. But when lockdown came, I decided to start to release music on the label again. So I've had Ghetto Strugglers, Lullaby Out on a dance already. You know, Rodigan was playing it. A lot of Jamaican artists and a lot of... Jamaican selectors and radio stations have been, you know, they've been hollering and supporting it, man. It's been amazing. You know, and they had some really big remixes done. Serum's been a big supporter. Blade Runner's been a big supporter. All of them, man, them that, you know, sort of like grown up in this music over the last, I'd say like since 2000, you know, when they started really coming through and, mm -hmm. and still carrying on and nur nurturing that yeah, sound. Yeah. People like Aries and all of these guys um, have helped me to keep, you know, the music fresh and current yeah, and to man. keep the remixes there. So that's what's going on right now. Um, you're going to see quite a lot of music coming out this year, man. Um, wicked, wicked, wicked. We've got a lot of things. A couple in of the questions pipeline. before you go, yeah? Okay. Why, Navig why Navigator? Where did the name come from? And did you ever think Jungle or your career would last so long? Good question. Um, the name Navigator came from a friend of mine called Benson. I used to roll with three guys um, when I was a kid. One called Cecil, one called Mikey, one called Benson. And one day we was in my flat sitting there, smoking weed as we do, drinking some drink. And um, this guy just looked at me and just said to me, um, you're, you're a navigator. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? He's like, you're the, you're, you're the navigator. Did and you I take them somewhere it. before that? No, I just <laughs> say it's just like, it's like you know what you are. You're a navigator. Like this dude, because Benson is like one of them guys. He was the guy who used to love bun weed. You see Benson buy a joint weed. I was gonna ask yeah? if someone was buzzing. No, no, no. Trust me. You see Benson buy a We was all buzzing, bro. By the way. You see when he buy a draw, yeah? The weed after done. Mm. He must smoke every last seed until it done. That's when he finish smoke. Mm. He's not a man who can burn a one spliff and wrap up him thing and put it on and say, I'll be that spliff mm. tomorrow. No. <laughs> the weed after done. So rap, build another one, build another so one, build another one. Before 12 o'clock, you buy one next know. one. Anyway, we did it. The whole way half, half red. And the man looked at me and said, you're a navigator. And I liked it. Mm. I liked it. And I added it on to the specky ranking. Yeah, became Specky Ranking, the navigator. I had a different story in my head. I thought it was from the 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 lyrics. You had the lyrics that mentions navigator in it. That was hijacker. Yeah, I thought that's where. No, that's where. No, also because he was already navigator, hadn't it? No, it was just Specky Ranks. I thought the navigator. Specky Ranks, the navigator. He came on also on Unity though. Yeah, I don't know exactly when because we started putting these things after. Well, you had the Flinty Ranking, the Badness Educator, and you had the poet, the lyric poet thing, and I was like, Specky Ranking. Yeah, but true that lyric there. My Sean, I Sean, the Mia, so we did. But true that lyric there. Yeah, with the 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 hijacker. The hijacker and like navigator and all that. Yeah. I think that lyric was powerful for Unity because one of the first lyrics you started to chat on the sound. That was the first lyric I ever wrote. Okay. So everybody wrote tell them Carly the navigator. That's how I thought no, it was. No, 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 it wasn't. Okay. That, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, and the other part of the question was... Um, did you think your career was going to last? No, did you think Jungle was going to last? I, and your career. I had, I had yeah. no clue, right, that I was going to end up being who I am today. I never had no aspirations to become a an artist, a superstar, a legend, all of these words that I've heard said about me. I had no aspirations of that at the beginning at all. All I saw music as, and this is the God's truth people, was a release. It was a way of getting on the mic and releasing this frequency out of my out of my vocal cords. And it gave me a powerful feeling of almost like, I don't know, man, it just felt like, spine tingling kind of a feeling. I just felt like, I can't be, it's just mind blowing kind of a feeling. That is what I loved about hearing my voice through a microphone coming through these speakers. It felt power empowering. And that's why I started doing it. And as I got along in the game and being in unity with you guys was the proof of the pudding. That's when I realized I'm good enough to be able to earn money doing this. And that's why I left the sound, because I was like, I'm not doing this no more unless I can be in control of my own career and everything. And I went out there and I was looking for the angles. Still not really wanting to, I wasn't aspiring to be no big superstar. I just wanted to just carry on just doing music. music. But because of Jungle coming along um, and Jungle being such a powerful music and me being right there as a part of the burgeoning scene, it, it just launched us into this this whole thing, innit? Like, I don't know how that happened. It just happened. It's supposed to happen. <laughs> and so so here I am, and I'm very grateful that my career has lasted so long, and I don't intend giving up making music no time soon. I don't, because it's just something that is a part of me. And anytime I've tried to go away from the music and try to do some other thing, my life crash. So it's <laughs> go back to the music again. And I always seem to do and, and fear a lot better when I'm when I'm doing the music. So yeah, that's the answer to you, to your to your uh, thing. Am I gonna do any more jewelry? I've got some some serious jewelry coming. I've got it, I've got a couple of things I'm wearing right now. One of these I made. Um, we are going rabbit, I've got some. I've got some. <laughs> some. I've got a bad pendant that I made with the ODT, um, with the ODT logo. You see this stuff; it's gonna come. But if you knew, if you guys want to get some jewelry, you know, we are going link up with Navi, man. In my rub, not in my top watch, in my rubber. Them money are demon rocker, not demon rubber. Don't make the money fool you, yes sir. Anyway, yes, sir. thank you very much for joining us on this special show because Navi's been a friend of ours for over... I'm a brother yeah, them this Big inspiration, big inspiration to us and many other people. No, from Unity, you, Ragga Twins on Thank tour. You, We've gone through good and bad and terrible yeah. times and we're back here as brothers because you know what they say, when you're friends with someone, proper friends, no matter how long you ain't seen that person or if you've had a dispute True friends will always come back together. And that's what this guy's been. And it's been fascinating listening to some of these. Somebody of these sing things. that tune, yeah. innit? True friends would never end. Yeah. Who that? Chill, are you in it? True and friends would never end. to you again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chill, Chill, you, you was a wicked singer. He was a wicked singer. Very underrated. Chill, you, man. Some bad tune, man. He was a make man, for real. But next, you know, the show's meant to be with chat and music, but... 
Navi chat out the whole thing. But next time we're gonna give him next half an hour. He can bring of, his tune them. No, no, we're gonna do. You know what we're gonna do? What we're we gonna do? We're gonna play some of them old Jammies version them and make we're gonna play some old. Yeah, man. man. So got to bring Boma. Got to bring Boma. I make him make him. Yeah, him. I can't talk to Boma too. Yeah, So, but you can't talk too much. I make Boma do sometimes. Well, Boma can't talk to you know. Yeah, but let me say you can't. Yeah, but you love talk too much sometimes. Did you hear me talk tonight? Yeah, talk too much, man. Right now. Because the thing if you don't know you talk about the thing. Anyway, time up. Thank you very much, Navi. <laughs> I can remember one time. I can remember one time though, like, no, no, the wickedest thing with us though is every time we used to go away abroad, there would always be some kind of um <laughs> some kind of catchphrase or some kind of I was word. Say that. We all make up we use none of them tonight, but we have a lot of words that we make up. They're not even in the urban dictionary, trust. Right, before we go, before we go, because we've been on South Carolina. <laughs> we've been we've been abroad plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough places and there's, yeah, yeah. there's enough stories, but one of my favourites. Yeah, we're flying to um, I'm sure it was Belgium, yeah. or Austria, and yeah. we got there kind of late because the flight was late. So we will come yeah. off of the thing, and then take we now this place and the place have wallop a bed yeah, up yeah, high, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. them have one man. On the other side of the, and the man has snore us now, and I shit down the cabin. <laughs> remember that? Now? I remember that. Oh my god! I remember god. that. Was that with Rue Driver? Yeah. Was that yeah. with Rue Driver? No, Rue Driver. Dynamo. 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 I got the dynamo. I got the dynamo. Where's the dynamo, the bro? Dynamo, man. <laughs> What's he talking about? Oh my god. No, we had some jokes, trust me. We got jokes for days. So anyway, right? We go into this place and it's like a dorm. And we're up in it's in a roof. And it's like 10 beds in there. Well, somebody's already in there and they're snoring down the place. Like it sounded like somebody was soaring aboard. It was like The loudest snore I've ever heard in my I was like, I can't, I cannot sleep in that. You might, like, I'm not, I can't. Oh my gosh. No, we had some, we had some jokes. I remember one time when we was on tour, this man, he wanted to go home from his own tour. He was like, ah, there is no more. Man, I don't, man melted down. Man melted down in Holland, bro. When we were in Venlo and D-Man told the Chinese man, <laughs> you have to start delivery oh. service. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you know what? Story. There's too much. There's too <laughs> much jokes. The story we actually <laughs> like we will. We would just shout at each other <laughs> for hours. <laughs> we would sit in a van driving to somewhere, and we'd be shouting yeah. at the top of our voices for God knows what <laughs> what reason. We get to the dance. We ain't even got no voice. To even do what? the show, the way oh, to play computer. To play computer, we had a com a com we had, we had, we had a, co a, a Commodore sixty four. No, it wasn't the sixty four. Was it the Spectrum or something? Uh, Amiga. Yeah, man, it was always internet computers. Soccer. I wasn't on it. Sensible soccer with teeth to telly from that. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing else, nothing of the places didn't have no, didn't have no, no telly. telly. So he sold the rooms It was so small. The telly took up. Look. See what I mean? I can't take them nowhere. The man that went to the hotel and stole the telly, so they could. Anyway, you know what? That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we yeah. need to do the part two because it's deep. You don't even know the story.
<laughs> Are you mad? Stop. 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 You have to wait for my next one. It's been a pleasure. No, no. Respect, <laughs> man. Thank brother. you so much for having me down. Oh, next time we'll have the music. Yo, yeah. listen, man. We could have, you know, we could have chat for you. Like, me and so much TV talk about here, man. You never talk about half or nothing. See if them up. See him. Can we call you again? Yeah, man. Definitely. It's been a pleasure. Thames Delta Radio. Big up yourself as well, man. Big up Mr. Quest. Thanks for having me. Confidential. We out. Thank you.